The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The hospitality industry is one of the fastest-growing industries in an improving economy. There are new career opportunities popping up in restaurants, hotels, and travel. Get the inside scoop today. Welcome to the Hospitality News Network with Stephen Nicole. Our hope is that you'll look at this industry in a whole new light. Now, here's your host, Stephen Nicole. Good day to you all. Welcome to the Hospitality Industry News Network. It's September 28th. Where is the month gone? It's flying by. I can't believe how fast it's going. Today's guest, this week, today's guest is a television cook, a recipe developer, a food stylist, writer, photographer, and a blogger with a passion for inspired and healthy family recipes. She's a proud wife and mother to two young boys. And I'll tell you one thing, she was on MasterChef Canada on the inaugural season. She placed seventh. She doesn't even have any chef papers or experience, and she plays seventh, which is pretty remarkable. She's going to talk about that with us, and also her daily blog, dailytiramisu.com. A fantastic blog. I took a look at it earlier. Some great photos, which stands to reason because she's also a great photographer as well. Welcome, Julie. Julie Miguel. Hi. Thank, thanks for having me. Great to have you on. Mm-hmm. Now, where did the, I'm going to get right to it. Where did this passion for cooking start with, Julie? Um, it, well, it all began when I was quite young, actually. I was always helping, uh, you know, my, my grandmother and my mother in the kitchen cooking. It was just a, a fun thing to do. And then it got more serious um, around when I was 15 years old. My mother passed away, and me and my father kind of took over the roles as cooks in our family. So I would more help my father because he was kind of the main cook and um, it kind of grew from there. I met my uh, boyfriend, now husband, when I was 17 and I used to cook for him uh, every evening. I'd come home from school, I'd go buy groceries and then I'd I'd cook for him. So it was just kind of uh, something that would help me relax. It would help me. It was a fun thing to do and it it was a hobby. So that's kind of where it all started. Now, even back then, did you, uh, did you were you interested in cooking with fresh ingredients or was it just like you know cans of uh, peas and corn and put the- <laughs> you know what cooking things from scratch was always something I was interested in um, you know like just I was always amazed that you could you know for example make butter from from scratch or instead of buying it so that's kind of always the the recipes I would look out for I would look out for things that um, you could create from scratch and easily I, I, I never liked things that were very complicated so I started off with you know uh, printing recipes and uh, following recipes just to kind of learn how all that stuff worked and then now I develop my own recipes Wow. Now, did you, uh, when you printed out those recipes, did you have any, uh, you know, favorite recipes you leaned to? Did you like making pasta dishes or vegetarian dishes? What was it? The the dish I actually first 
um, printed a recipe for that kind of started everything was for mushroom risotto because I uh, went out to a restaurant with my family one evening and I ordered it. And I was like, I really want to learn how to make this. So it was one of the first recipes that I printed out. It was one of the first recipes that I made. And risotto is is kind of an art. It's it's kind of a little bit technical to make, uh, to make a perfect risotto. And um, it's probably the dish I've made the most out of anything. And you could also make it with different uh, variations, can't you? You could add different ingredients to it all the time. Yes, that's why I like it. It's It's one of those things, like if you have you know, some vegetables in your fridge that you want to get rid of, you can throw it in a risotto and it would actually taste really, really good. So it's one of those quick meal ideas too. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's easy to make it vegetarian. So that's why I, I really, really like it. Now explain for the, our listeners in, in, a, in a sense or two, what exactly is risotto, just in case? <laughs> okay, so risotto is, um, it's a rice dish and it's made using uh, an Italian rice that's called arborio rice. And arborio rice is, is pretty, um, it's, it's different from long green because it's, it's fatter. It's more, um, it's got more of a bite to it okay. and you, you can't cook it completely through. So that's kind of the trick. It's, uh, you have to get it the perfect consistency so that it's still very, um, like soft and liquidy. Like it doesn't, it's not too stiff and hard, but yes. It, you can kind of chew through it. So that's kind of, it's hard to describe unless you try it, but uh, that's how uh, that's how you make a perfect risotto. You have to get that consistency right. Yeah, and I, that's not an easy thing to do for a lot of people too. That's right. for sure. Now, as you went on through, you know, like you started cooking at home and all that stuff, uh, did, you, did you ever think of uh, taking a cooking course or going to cooking school or how exactly did you get so knowledgeable? So I actually, it, it was all self-taught. I, um, I have been to, you know, a cooking class here and there. Um, it's, I haven't been to a lot of them, but a lot of my knowledge came from food TV. So right. I, you know, watching the greats like Gordon Ramsay and just finding tricks from them and, you know, using their tips. And I always learn so much from TV and I like it because it's, it's actually something that's easy. You just turn on the TV and you can get, you know, some knowledge. Whereas like going to classes was cumbersome and I was already in school. So that wasn't, you know, easy to do. Right. I know one of my favorite channels is the food network. I mean, so many great shows there and they got the competitions and they got, uh, you know, people, uh, trying different, going to different restaurants all over the place. I know even here in Orangeville, there's been two or three restaurants featured on yeah. the, uh, you gotta eat here. Yeah, like uh, really inspiration is, is everywhere. I mean, now they've got cooking demos everywhere on every channel pretty much, you know. So um, there's, ins- there, there's no lack of inspiration out there when it comes to cooking. Exactly. So describe to, the, to our listeners, like what, how did you get on MasterChef Canada? That's amazing. Um, you know what? I, I, I always really liked the show. I watched the U.S. version for five years or four years before I actually applied. And I actually met Gordon Ramsay after the inaugural U.S. season. And wow. I met him at the Hudson Bay uh, gig he was doing. And I said to him how much I really liked MasterChef Canada because it featured home cooks. And I said, if it ever came to Canada, I would, I would be on the show. Like I basically said, like almost made a promise to him, like I'm going to be on the show. And, you know, fast forward, I guess it was three or four years later, I saw that they were coming to Canada, so I just applied, like, on a whim. Um, they have an online application. So I applied, and literally the next morning I got a call from one of the, 
I guess, producers. And, you know, they interviewed me and they liked me and they said, okay, why don't you come in for an audition? So the audition was, wow. you know, like tons of people. It wasn't, it wasn't like five people. It was like tons <laughs> of people. So you have to go through like a tasting. Yeah. So I guess everything's history from there. But um, yeah, like it was constant, you know, auditioning and kind of um, impressing <laughs> judges. So that's, I guess, how I got on. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, you, if you don't try it, you don't know, right? Right, exactly. And I, I really planned my dish. I was really methodical on how I was, what I was presenting at my tasting and, and why and how it re- represented me. I put a lot of thought into that. I had a story behind my, my dish, and I made something that was uh, quite, um, I guess, technical in a sense to, to most people. So that was kind of my strategy, and it seemed to work. Yeah, what was the dish? Okay, so I made, um, and it, it's funny because it was the first time, no, sorry, second time I ever made um, gelato. So okay. I thought, like, no one else is going to make gelato because, I mean, how do you keep something frozen for hours? They don't tell you when you're going to audition. They just tell you to show up at, like, 7 in the morning, and you could audition at 4 p.m. So I'm like, okay, right. this is going to be something that's going to be, like, you know, stand out. So I made gelato, and then I also made a, um, a chocolate tart to go with it, okay. and it complemented, like, really well the two uh, flavors. All right, excellent. And so you got through to the next round, and then uh, the next round, uh, a little 50. less people. Yeah, so top 50, I got called uh, to come and audition in front of the, the, the three celebrity judges on, um, on national television. So they basically told me I'd, be, I'd have to be uh, away from my family for six weeks, wow. and I'd be taking part in this competition. And, um, you know, that was probably the most nerve wracking part of the whole show. I mean, the whole show's nerve wracking. Like you're basically, you don't know the next challenge. You don't know what you're going to be cooking next. You don't know anything. You basically walk into the studio and that's when you find out. So you always kind of have that like gut wrenching feeling in your stomach about what's happening. You're away from your family. It's incredibly emotional and difficult. So um, I made it to the top. I got an, a white apron, made it to the next round, and then made it ultimately into the top 16 uh, home cooks. So the pressure builds up, obviously. It does, because you kind of get there. And, you know, I never expected to get there. So you get there, and you're kind of like, you know, do, like, am I really doing this? And, like, am I good enough for this? You really start to question everything. and you know, your confidence, you lose it a little bit because you're, you see all these other great chefs and you're like, do I belong here? So, um, you just try your hardest and kind of not think about everything else, but it's, it was incredibly difficult. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was easy. Now, did you have any, uh, you know, some of these, uh, you know, these, uh, competitions, you know, one fights with another one or gets in an argument or something like that, or there's a lot of competition or one doesn't like one another, uh, anything like that happened to you? Well, there was like, there was one scenario where that happened. I mean, editing kind of makes it look worse than it actually was. Like I, I, at the end of the day, just like when things are fair. So it just was a situation where I felt like something wasn't fair. So I kind of spoke out about it. And, um, you know, at at the end of the day, me and this person were, are still friends and, you know, there was no hard feelings. So I wouldn't say that I was dramatic or, you know, one who wanted attention <laughs> based on drama. It was just no. kind of like, you know, I spoke out when I felt the need to. It was almost like, hey, if, if you're making it in the top 10 or something, you've already like accomplished more than what you ever thought, I guess. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I didn't even think I would make it, to be honest, past the, 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 into the top 50. I, I applied just out of, you know, I said, what, what do I have to lose? And so exactly. I felt like that was just like all like natural kind of thing. Like it just happened organically. Like I, I just tried my best and it seemed to work out for me. Wow. A, a lesson for all of us, for anyone out there who wants to try it, you know, try it and you never know. Right. Either you have nothing to lose. The, you don't know if you don't try. It's, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now from this, obviously a lot of things uh, uh, took place afterwards. It opened up a lot of doors for you. And we're going to talk about a little bit about that after the break. Uh, Great. Your daily tiramisu blog. We'll get into that because that's a that's a beautiful colored uh, uh, photographs are amazing on that website, and the the recipes are pretty easy to do. And we'll talk a little bit about your cooking philosophy right after the break. Thanks. So we'll see you at the other end of two minutes. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Do you love to travel? Do you love adventure so much that when you read about it, you cannot stop until you have finished? Most of all, though, do you like to read a memoir that is totally honest and doesn't cover up anything? The author just tells it like it is. Stephen Nicole's first book, You Only Live Once, will fulfill your wish. Whether you're thinking of a career in the hospitality industry or just want to read a personal, upfront, no-holes-barred memoir, this book will whet your appetite. Go to stephennicole.com to order your copy or email him directly for an autographed copy. That's Stephen Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E dot com. A life coach, Stephen Nicole can be contacted to help you get what you want in life. 17 years from the time he took a bartending course, Stephen traveled around working in the hospitality industry, moving up the ladder as he went along, tasting both the bitter and the sweet. Along the way, Stephen rode the ebb and flow from the vibrant 80s through the turbulent 90s. Stephen found what his heart was truly looking for to begin a new chapter in his life. For a free intake interview, you can mail Stephen directly to set up a time at ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Hospitality News Network. We'd love to hear from you with questions or comments about the show. Drop us a line at ssnicole at rogers.com. That's ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Now, back to the Hospitality News Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hospitality Industry News Network. Just so you know, all the shows are archived on my webpage on Voice America. Dot com variety channel 24-7. So in case you catch the show uh, halfway through and you want to listen to the first part, I think by tomorrow the show's up on the webpage and you'll be able to listen to other shows on demand 24-7 on the webpage. And it's also available on iTunes, Stitcher, and TunedIn. And you can even upload it on Kindle. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach me by email at ssnicole at rogers.com. 
or my website, stevenicole.com. And all those links are there on my webpage or catch me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Our guest today is Julie Miguel. And we've just talked about her appearance on MasterChef Canada, where she placed an amazing seventh out of like hundreds of applicants. In the final show, she finished seventh. And uh, Julie, uh, from there, uh, you started a blog. Yeah, so, um, you know, when a show films, it doesn't air until, you know, months and months later. So I decided I wanted to stay in food, and the blog was, I thought, a good way to stay in food because I did return to my government job, and I wanted to stay in food somehow. So that's when I started my blog, and that uh, that was the beginning. <laughs> so, um, and just as, like, some background, the reason I started my blog was I wanted to get into food writing. I loved writing, and I wanted to practice, and that was a yes. great way to practice. And I also loved food photography. I loved styling food and making it look really beautiful. So that was a way to practice that as well. And it was a way to kind of put my work out there and hope that something comes back from that. Absolutely. And how did you come up with the name? Oh, okay. So, (laughs) you know what? I I always like when there's daily in, in something like I that was just something I wanted. I wanted kind of it to be like something you can come to on a regular basis to get your pick me up. So that's what actually tiramisu means. And tiramisu is my favorite Italian dessert. So that's how it kind of came together. Like to some, it may sound silly, but um, you know, it's, it's literally means it translates to your daily pick me up. Yes. That's what tiramisu means, isn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And And a great dessert. Because of the, the coffee in it and, that's kind of the background of that. Yeah, that mascarpone cheese, I think it is, too. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. It's uh, <laughs> like a sponge. I agree. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, so anyway, some of these. Now, your philosophy on cooking, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so my philosophy on cooking is um, I, I don't like intimidating recipes because I feel I always look at, you know, what other people would want to cook. Um, and I try to stick to what I would like to cook. So when I put recipes on the website, it's basically recipes that are very approachable um, and very simple and made from scratch. So, you know, I don't want people to, to like, I mean, going out and buying an ingredient that's already prepared, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Right. I'm just saying, like, you know, you could create things from scratch and it's not hard to do. I'm not a trained chef and, you know, these are recipes that me and Mike, I have guest writers as well, um, you know, make on a regular basis and we make them for our families and, you know, you could do it too. So that's kind of my philosophy that I like to put out there and and hope that people can be inspired by it and and cook for their families as well. And eat healthy. And eat healthy, right. I, I mean, I do, in moderation, <laughs> enjoy um, not non-healthy food, but uh, yeah, definitely in moderation, we should obviously stick to uh, better foods uh, more often than, you know, chocolate and exactly. baked goods. <laughs> now, now, you know, you mentioned simple and easy to do, like on the average, uh, average recipe that you might uh, put on the, uh, on your blog, take about what, 20 minutes or half an hour or less than an hour to do? I try to stick to things under an hour and now I'm going more and more to like literally, you know, half an hour max. And now wow, I'm even good. working, you know, I'm planning for the next year and what I'm going to be 
uh, what I'm going to be posting. And I'm really starting to stick to recipes that are under five ingredients that are easy to throw together and, uh, you know, take no time at all. So that's kind of the direction I, I'll, be, I'll be going. Well, 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 well worth doing because now with, you know, with everybody working and everybody on different schedules, uh, you know, something it could, you know, bake or make in, in half an hour or less. And feed the family, or at least put it in the fridge, and they could heat it up later, or whatever. It's, it's fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. And and I go by based on my life too. Like now, I have a child who's who's just started school. I have a one year old at home. You know, my husband works, so I kind of go. I put on my website with you know what what would kind of go with my life. So you know, I'm really busy. So these are the recipes that you know I would make. So and I feel like there's a lot of people who could relate to my situation. So that's kind of what I rely on, like those people to come and say, oh, you know, like our lives are very similar. So maybe these, these recipes would work for my family as well. And so the recipes can be downloaded from your, your blog, obviously, daily. Yeah, so you can print them. Um, I just, like, th- this is a kind of a learning process, too, on how to do blogs and how to do websites. I'm not a very technically savvy person, so um, I just put on my um, the printing feature probably maybe like five, six months ago. So yes. there'll be older recipes on there that are equally as great, but um, I, I don't have the, the print app on there. So it's, it's like a work in progress. I'm always trying to make it bigger and better. And uh, so that's why you may not see the print symbol on some older recipes. And you've got a, you've got a blog in which, uh, you know, you get a little outside help on that as well when your time is a little bit limited, like for your technical I- part. Yeah, I do. I, you know what? And I, and I do it for many reasons. I have a guest writer. Her name is Irene. And, um, you know, one of the main reasons I started my blog was because I also wanted to get kind of show other people, you know, to try to find out what their passions in life are. And one of my guest writers, she was a caterer, you know, a stay at home mom. Um, and she, you know, wanted to kind of, uh, further her career in cooking. And so, you know, I, she, she writes a lot of posts and she does fantastic pictures. So I, you know, she, she writes on my blog on a regular basis and she does such a fantastic job. And now she's, you know, looking at, and now she, she's a freelance food stylist as well. We work together on a lot of projects and it just makes me happy to know that I've kind of pushed her in that direction. So, and her content is fantastic. So, um, you know, it's a win-win. Wow. Yeah. And you've got like a lot of good pages on there about yourself and about uh, media, which of course you're very much involved in food media. Yeah. So that again, like I didn't kind of expect that sort of thing. And I do all my own PR. I do all my own media. I, you know, I pitch everything on my own. Like I don't have an agent. And I think I learned, I learned the bulk of that, like how media works from being on MasterChef Canada. And that's probably my biggest takeaway from that. Um, so, you know, when I have, when I want to be on a show or, or anything like that, I kind of, I, I, I just pitch them on my own. And, you know, I, that's what I do. It's not, there's no secret behind it. And um, it's, it's how you market yourself. It's how you tell your story. It's the story you want to put out there. And so now I've also started a website just for my media stuff because I found that, putting it with my blog was a little bit confusing. So okay. I started juliemiguel.com. It's still under construction. I have a landing page there, but I'm still, you know, putting in all my features on there and everything like that. It's kind of like my, my resume, my go-to resume, if, if anyone ever wants to see it. Yes. And now also as well, uh, uh, describe to me food styling. I know you mentioned okay. food. Yeah. 
I actually didn't even know that was a job, to be honest, before I started doing it. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about how I got into it. I started the blog and I got approached by an editor. And it's an editor I still work with to this day. Um, and she approached me and she said, I really like your work on the blog. You know, I saw you on the show and you do, you know, you're great at, um, you're great at cooking and everything like that. So she approached me and, and said, do you want to come work with me? I would have you develop recipes and, and food style for private magazine publications. And now we have, um, we've, we have four under our belt and we we're, we're growing and we have this amazing team. Um, and we, we all work together to create these magazine publications for small grocery stores. And so food styling is basically making the food look presentable because as we know, cooking, yes. you know, something quickly and putting it on a plate, uh, just don't throw it not, Right. And people, people may not want to cook that because they see it and it doesn't look very good. Right. Exactly, so it's about yes. how you market your recipe too. And the food styling is where that comes in. You market it as best you can. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a great niche market. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Food styling. Wow. And now yeah, also as well. And recipe development is, it kind of goes hand in hand. And um, a lot of people, you kind of have to have the package deal nowadays. Yes. Now, uh, you know, you've been in numerous, now that's the print magazine part of it. You've also been on TV a few times. Yeah. So um, Marilyn Dennis uh, show, I've been very fortunate in that the producers like me and they call me back for food segments, um, you know, on occasion. And, right um, you know, I've done other radio and um, local television as well. And again, that's a little bit of a mix of, you know, them approaching me and me approaching them and, you know, wanting to get out there and just kind of stay current. So um, I've been very fortunate. Yeah. And for those listeners uh, who don't know Marilyn Dennis, she's broadcast all across Canada. And I I don't know if she's broadcast in the States or not, but uh, a very popular show, a morning show, an hour long. And uh, she always has. She's always been my favorite um, like a, a talk show and she, you know, she's been around forever and I've always been a huge fan of her. So to be on the show is just um, incredible for me. She's, she's definitely got a lot of energy. Oh, thank you. Yes. And so does Marilyn Dennis actually as well. Yeah. You know so, what? We get along on a personal level very well. And I think that's what um, makes us like successful. And when it comes to presenting segments together. Exactly. And now, uh, as well, uh, you know, you could be reached on Twitter and, and we'll get into that and uh, Facebook and all that. You're, you know, you're out there for sure, getting your name out. Uh, before we go on to the next break, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, well, actually, after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what advice you can give to young people who are starting out and who want to get into cooking. Because it's you. an in- industry that lacks a lot of people to work in it because the industry is the food industry, restaurant industry is just exploding out there. Right. And people, yeah. And people are, you know, wondering what career to, you know, to do, or, you know, you know, they're going to come out with a job. Sometimes they go to university, they don't get a job when they come out and uh, the food industry is just full of opportunities. So we're going to tell you where my my background came from as well. And that might be an interesting story for you too. For sure. For sure. We'll get back to you right after this break. Uh, We're going to pause for two minutes, and we'll get right back to you, Julie. Thank you. All right.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you love to travel? Do you love adventure so much that when you read about it, you cannot stop until you have finished? Most of all, though, do you like to read a memoir that is totally honest and doesn't cover up anything? The author just tells it like it is. Stephen Nicole's first book, You Only Live Once, will fulfill your wish. Whether you're thinking of a career in the hospitality industry or just want to read a personal, upfront, no-holes-barred memoir, this book will whet your appetite. Go to stephennicole.com to order your copy or email him directly for an autographed copy. That's Stephen Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E dot com. A life coach, Stephen Nicole can be contacted to help you get what you want in life. 17 years from the time he took a bartending course, Stephen traveled around working in the hospitality industry, moving up the ladder as he went along, tasting both the bitter and the sweet. Along the way, Stephen rode the ebb and flow from the vibrant 80s to the turbulent 90s. Stephen found what his heart was truly looking for to begin a new chapter in his life. For a free intake interview, you can mail Stephen directly to set up a time at ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Hospitality News Network. We'd love to hear from you with questions or comments about the show. Drop us a line at ssnicole at rogers.com. That's ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Now, back to the Hospitality News Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're at the Hospitality Industry News Network. All the shows you listen to are archived on my webpage 24-7. So if you missed the show or catch it halfway through, you could always go back there. It'll probably be up live tomorrow, by tomorrow. And uh, other shows are on demand 24-7 as well. And they're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Tuned In. And you can upload them on Kindle, and uh, you can listen to them over and over again. Because I'll tell you, we're getting some very interesting guests, ex- informative, exciting guests on the show. And this week is no exception. We have Julie Miguel, who's got a blog, dailytiramisu.com. I suggest you go there and visit. And she was on MasterChef Canada, and it's an inaugural season, and finished seventh. Amazing. Julie, tell us a little bit Hi. about your background. Okay, so I wasn't always a um, a cook and recipe developer. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier, but I started my career as a law clerk, and um, a, a as a law clerk. A law clerk. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, and I I always loved. I always stayed in cooking. Like I mean, I always cooked during my time working as a law clerk. And then I moved on to be an investigator for the federal government. And my latest job was a senior analyst with the federal government. So, and that's where, where I left to do the MasterChef show and kind of, that's where my life is, um, kind of took a change. So yeah, like I, I always say to people, just because you didn't go to school for cooking and you know, you weren't, uh, formally trained doesn't mean you can't be in the industry and do well in the industry. So that's kind of always my message when it's, um, when I'm asked about yes. my background. 
Now, that, that's important because a cook has to love cooking, and obviously you did from a very young age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people go to school to find out they don't like cooking. Right. I, never, I know because they never tried to before. chef school. Exactly. You know, it's like when I took the bartending course, I, uh, I bought a whole bunch of alcohol and started making the drinks at home and, uh, and uh, letting, you know, family members try them. And I knew then I wanted to be a bartender. So if you don't practice at home or do it in your spare time, I don't think, you know, there's not a lot of interest there. You right. Know. You have to love what you do because you put in so much time doing it. So, you know, spending like it, life is short and like spending your days doing a job that you don't like. It's it's sad. And I, and I know people have to do it and, you know, people need to make money and survive and buy food and all that sort of stuff, pay their mortgage. But I really do um, encourage people to kind of take on their hobby and see where they can go with it, you know, like, and it doesn't mean you have to do it full-time right away. I didn't do it full-time right away. Kind of do it part-time, work hard at it, and see where you can go with it. And you never know because the sky's really the limit when it comes to this sort of stuff. Exactly. And with the uh, the opportunity to, uh, you know, with social media and all that to get the word out there. Uh, yes, unlike- absolutely. That's, I think, the most important thing I tell people is the way you market yourself the way you um, be putting yourself out there and making yourself approachable and accessible is very important. Because if you're not a nice person um, and you're, you don't keep yourself current, then you won't get contacted. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, it just brings me back to where I, when I started, there was no Internet. There was no, there was nothing, you know, not like there is nowadays. So, you know, people who want to get their name out there certainly has the op- have the opportunity to do so. so right. This- there's really no excuses. So do you still have that full-time job with the, uh, the government or? I'm actually on leave right now. Um, yes. So I'm working full-time in food at, currently and I'm taking care of my, my one-year-old son. And I kind of made the decision because of the costs involved in sending my kids to um, care while yes. I went to work. And it really didn't make sense to me. It was extremely expensive. So right now I'm fully dedicated to raising my kids and running my business. So it's pretty amazing. You're able to stay at home, be a stay at home mom and do everything pretty much from right. home. And, to- and it definitely gets you motivated because you aren't making any money and, you know, you have to kind of feed your family. And, you know, my husband has a job, but it's hard going from, you know, two jobs, two incomes to freelance income, which is yes. completely different and it comes in ebbs and flows. So, Yes. Now, uh, you get a chance to speak a lot. Do you go out to speak uh, to different people, uh, groups, and that about cooking as well? Or um, I do when I'm asked. Um, I have done it before. I I just got asked actually last uh, last week to speak at it was a small bit business conference and and how I kind of um, run my small business. So um, and that was a really really successful. I love talking to people who you know like-minded people and telling my story if I could you know inspire people with what I do then I feel like I've already you know I'm already a success when it comes to that because that's really my goal so um, yeah I do I definitely tell people that's how you get the message out there right so if if I'm ever given the opportunity to speak or to you know do a cooking demo um, I always take it because uh, that's a great way to put the message out there so you know, getting back to uh, being on the show and, and doing all the things that you've done, what are some of the goals that you're thinking about in the future? What would you like to see your blog, uh, make, you know, 
go in the direction of or, you know, how would you? Okay. Well, you know what, this is, it's going to sound bad, but I never set expectations for myself. Um, like obviously set your expectations high and like, you know, you'll get there. Uh, I kind of, I really go week by week because when it comes to, again, freelancing, you don't know what you're going to be doing tomorrow. And I could say, you know, I want to be doing this next year. I want my blog to take off. I want like, you know, hundreds of thousands of views to my blog next year. But then, you know, I'll get a phone call tomorrow saying, hey, we want you to do, you know, cooking segments on a weekly basis. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's, hard, it's hard to really plan, especially in this industry and especially that I'm doing so many things. It's, it's hard to plan what I'll be doing next year. So I really take it as it comes and I, and I really analyze, you know, what works best in my life because I am watching my two kids and I, yes. I am still very, you know, available, but I have to really work at um, or take the jobs that work with my life and go along with what... Uh, um, what my beliefs and, and everything like that. So, and I know you kind of how I structure of, things. You're the envy of many women out there who are who's able to spend some time with their kids and not have to send them to daycare. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's it's really nice knowing that um, I'm their sole caregiver. Yes, yes. I know uh, we had the opportunity to not not send our kids to daycare. One of us was always home, so. You know, that's the beautiful thing about this industry, working in the food industry or restaurant industry generally. Uh, you know, if my wife is also a waitress, so one of us was always at home for the kids. Yeah, if, if, if you find something you love to do and it works with your family, it's it's a big win. You know, like uh, I don't think anyone, I mean, everyone wants to make millions of dollars, but, you know, they, they want to do it doing something they love and they want, you know, right. to, their life to be enjoyable and fulfilled, so... Exactly. Good. Now, talk talk to us about your blog a bit. I mean, you started up and everything else. Now, did you get readers right away? How did that uh, start out for you? So I started on the platform Blogger, and um, I honestly didn't even know how to how to find out how many people were reading my blog. Like, I mean, that's how that's how like yeah. much I didn't know about blogging. I just kind of started it because um, I've always read blogs, and I just just tried it out and I tried it out on blogger, but then I, I, as I got bigger, I slowly, I mean, bigger, as I got more active, I started to realize that I was really limited with uh, blogger. So I switched over to WordPress, um, earlier this year. And, um, yeah, so it's it, like I said earlier, it's, it's really like a, a learning process and, I just try to stick to seasonal items and I try to do like fun things with my blog, you know, get people cooking, get people thinking, get people interested. Those are kind of my goals and, you know, uh, posting fun recipes too. Um, So yeah, I'm just always trying to stay, uh, reinvent myself when it comes to, you know, the way I market myself and putting myself out there. And the blog is kind of where people go to see kind of what's going on in my life, but in the form of recipes and, and food. If that makes now, sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Now, how, 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 what would you, now, first of all, I have a question to ask you because I'm on Blogger still. I just haven't changed to WordPress or anything. The difference sure. between the two, and I'm not trying to sell one over the other, but for you and what you do, what was different about WordPress? Okay. So, WordPress just had a whole um, vast amount of templates you can use. I found it's more user-friendly. So if you have an idea of the way you want your blog to look, most likely Blogger 
you won't get it to look that way. So that, that was like, that was the one thing. And then the second thing is I'm actually on wordpress.org. So what that means is I have a hosting company um, who hosts my blog and I pay a few dollars a month, but it's worth it because, you know, I did make that money back and also the, um, the 24 hour help. So if I ever have a problem with right. my blog, technically um, like a technical problem I can just do 24-hour chat I can call in and that was really important to me if I wanted to grow my blog because I didn't know how to do these things on my own and I didn't have the time to learn them so um, that was kind of the reason I switched over like one of the big reasons and also appearance was a big thing which I don't think blogger has it doesn't have the 24-hour chat if you try to contact someone through Blogger, you'll never find a contact. No. Like, I'll, no. I'll tell you that right now because I've tried. <laughs> yeah. And that was really frustrating for me because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, grow my blog and promote Blogger in a sense. And there exactly. was no help yeah. for that. So that's kind of why I, I just jumped ship. <laughs> now, is it more important, Julie, to uh, post often or post consistently on a blog? Um, oh, definitely consistently. I wouldn't, you know, I'm busy and I'm, and I'm running an, a, a separate business. And so if my life is busy, I'm lucky if I get to put one post a week, but I would never, um, you know, cause I have people approach me, you know, they want to write for my blog and they want to post content, but, right. um, it's not always great content and I'm not just going to put it up there just to put it up there. Like that right. definitely would work against me in the end because then the content would reflect me. And yes. um, so I'm very, I'm very strict with what I, I do post and it has to always be high quality content. It has to be similar to what you believe in as well, obviously. Right. And, sure. you know, great, like, you know, decent writing, like no grammatical errors and good, great pictures. Cause that's what it, people are very visual. And then recipes that work. That's very important to me. Like all our recipes are tested and they all work. Yes. Now, you mentioned like you don't have any real expectations. Obviously, you have a, a pretty good lifestyle. Do you think you're going to go back to your full-time job? Do you think you, you'll have to? Or I know working for the government's not a bad job. That's a pretty good job, actually. It, it isn't. Like, people would really kill for my position. And, and I'm telling you, like, since I was a child, I, you know, I always liked cooking, but I always wanted to be in a high position in the government. You know, I always loved business. I always loved economics. I always loved law. And I still do. And that's where I learned how to be professional. So, you know, I still took something from that. And I would never say that I'm never going to go back because you can't, it's not fair to say that. Like, you can't, you can't say that unless you know, you can see into the future. So yes. I kind of take it day by day and I reassess, you know, what I'm doing and if it's still working for me. And who knows, maybe one day I will go back and it's not a sad thing. It doesn't mean I failed. It just means, you know, that's that's the way, the, the direction my life is taking at that time. So, um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm really not sure if I'll go back. I'll probably reassess that, you know, next year or whenever I have to. I think it's great to have that option. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Lot, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously, you know, being a law clerk, it's, you know, you, and you mentioned writer, the two go hand in hand, obviously, as a law clerk, you have to make sure that your diction and your sentence structure and all that is next to none. Right. So it was very formal writing. And that's why I liked the blog, because it was very creative writing. So it gets you to practice different, uh, you know, different styles. And that's what I really liked about it. Oh, great. Excellent. Okay. Well, we're going to pause for our last break. And uh, we're going to be back with Julie Miguel, wrap up, and uh, talk a little bit about how you can get in touch with her and, and all sorts of good stuff. So we'll see you at the other end of two minutes. 
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you love to travel? Do you love adventure so much that when you read about it, you cannot stop until you have finished? Most of all, though, do you like to read a memoir that is totally honest and doesn't cover up anything? The author just tells it like it is. Stephen Nicole's first book, You Only Live Once, will fulfill your wish. Whether you're thinking of a career in the hospitality industry or just want to read a personal, upfront, no-holes-barred memoir, this book will whet your appetite. Go to stephennicole.com to order your copy or email him directly for an autographed copy. That's Stephen Nicole. N-I-C-O-L-L-E dot com. A life coach, Stephen Nicole, can be contacted to help you get what you want in life. 17 years from the time he took a bartending course, Stephen traveled around working in the hospitality industry, moving up the ladder as he went along, tasting both the bitter and the sweet. Along the way, Stephen rode the ebb and flow from the vibrant 80s through the turbulent 90s. Stephen found what his heart was truly looking for to begin a new chapter in his life. For a free intake interview, you can mail Stephen directly to set up a time at ssnicole, at rogers.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Hospitality News Network. We'd love to hear from you with questions or comments about the show. Drop us a line at ssnicole at rogers.com. That's ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Now, back to the Hospitality News Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hospitality Industry News Network, September 28th, and we're talking with Julie Miguel. If you missed the show up to now, it'll be archived on my webpage, probably on the site by tomorrow. And and it'll be it's a great show. Um, Julie Miguel's been uh, on Master Chef Canada. She's got a great blog, Daily Tiramisu, and uh, she finished seventh on Master Chef. And uh, you know anything to do with Master Chef or food television, I get really excited about because uh, to be there in front of a live camera. I mean, I mean, I've done some shows uh, on news channels and stuff like that in front of uh, live cameras, and it, it always gives me a bit of a rush. And I know Julie was talking earlier about uh, the adrenaline and, you know, nerve-wracking and as she got down to the final 10 or 8 contestants. Julie, if you, ha- if you ha- could do another, you know, show on food uh, television, Food Network, what would it be? I always, um, I was just recently asked this actually, because um, <laughs> I have been asked to, to, to audition for, for other shows. And, you know, my ideal show would be, something that incorporated really easy entertaining and that would be my ideal show um you know getting people because that's like a big thing for people's you know they they would they could never entertain and like they, they feel like they can't entertain you know they think it's expensive and and all that sort of stuff so i would love to do a show that shows you know easy ways to entertain and how to put out a, a certain style of entertaining and um yeah that would be my dream show Oh, yeah, that would be good. And you know what? I remember one time I took, uh, because I was learning French, I actually, to learn French and to experience it in a classroom type environment, I wanted to, uh, 
I joined this uh, class, and it was all in French about entertaining at home. And it was quite interesting, and it was all like before I went to Switzerland for a couple of years, and uh, it was like three months long on a Thursday. Have you ever thought about like teaching? I mean, I'm schools. If a lot of schools would just hire you in a minute, I'm you sure. know what? I I did teach when I first got off the show. I did I did two donut making classes. I I developed the classes and then I taught them at a, a little bakery in a culinary studio in Toronto called the Dolce. Um, you know what? I I I was pregnant at the time, so it's hard to judge. You know yes. how much I liked it. It was it was pretty hard for me to be standing for like long periods of time yes. at that point. But you know, teaching. It's, it was hard for me because getting up in front and realizing that people are there to learn from you. Um, I found that concept hard because wow. I felt like, you know, they don't want to be there. I don't know why. It's just something that you kind of have to make the switch in your head. I think it would be a lot easier for me now than it was when I first started out. Um, and, you know, again, I don't, I don't leave that option out. If, if someone were to ever ask me to teach, then I would definitely teach. And I have tried um, it since then. Um, but again, like I'm so busy with, with my business and yes. other things that I'm doing that I'm not sure I would have the time to teach like a consistent class. Yes. It's, um, it, would be, it would be hard to fit into my schedule. But um, yeah, of course, like teaching people is always, is always something that I, I love to do because inspiring people is, is a great feeling. In a sense, that's what you do now on your blog. Right. So I do it through different types of media. I'm not in a classroom setting, and I do enjoy doing it, you know, that way through through TV and through uh, my blog, rather than in a classroom setting. Uh, But you know, I'm never opposed to that sort of that sort of thing. Okay. Now, uh, you have a couple of boys, or is it a boy and girl, or? No, I have two boys. Um, so my oldest, Dean, is four years old, just started school. And then I have a younger one who just turned one, and he's um, quite busy. So <laughs> I'm finding yes. now working from home is a bit challenging, but I have really great help from family. So that's kind of how I, I have to schedule my days. If I have meetings, I have to get babysitters and that sort of thing. But it's been working out well for me. Do you think a book is in the works in the future? You know, writing cookbooks, like I've always loved cookbooks, but I definitely don't feel like I have that um, that skill level yet for writing really, really well. And I know they edit books and people who don't want to write, write books all the time. Um, and of course, I'd, I'd always like love to write a book. But again, I don't set kind of those goals for myself. I kind of see how my life is... Um, you know, it could be how I could get more fulfillment out of life. And if that one day is an area that I would love to explore, then I'll, I'll try it, you know, I'll attempt it and see if it's something I can do. So uh, that's, that's my answer. I know that doesn't really sound like an, a definitive answer, but that's kind of the way I approach things. For sure. And you know what, all that blog information would make a good book. Yeah, I, you know, I think so. People love hearing stories. And if anyone wants to hear my story in a long version in the form of a book, then you know, I wouldn't be opposed to writing it. <laughs> but, yeah, but even uh, all, those, all those recipes with those wonderful pictures you put up. Right, but, uh, you know, uh, that's a whole different publishing and all that yeah. sort of stuff is a whole different ballgame in itself. So, Okay, that's interesting. Now, just to uh, tell people about where they can contact you, all the different media outlets, uh, you know, starting with, uh, you know, your website. You give us some, okay. uh, yep. 
Go ahead. Sure. So I started I started my my website juliemiguel.com and um, I'm still populating it right now, but it does have my con- my contact email on there. Um, yes. So there's where you can contact me. I also am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook as Julie Miguel. Yes. And also you could uh, go to my, visit my blog at uh, dailytiramisu.com and that's where you can get the social media as it relates to my blog. So I'm on social media times two. (laughs) Yeah. And that's great. Everything's sort of interconnected. Right. So my, my, my social media is kind of behind the scenes of my work. That's the way I, I look at it. Okay. Which I like your blog, uh, by the way. I'm not saying that because, you know, I, I check out a lot of blogs and uh, your photography is amazing. And the thank rest you. And, is- and I also have to, like, thank my, um, my guest blogger because she's fantastic at what she does. And she takes all her photos with her iPhone, which is, like, amazing to me because I can't do that. I use a, a Canon. <laughs> yes. You're old-fashioned. Yeah, I am, in a way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with a, you know, it's amazing when you... Uh, when I take a picture in the restaurant, in the old days, it was always with a camera. If you took a picture on a cruise ship of somebody, they wouldn't see the picture until they got home. Right, and exactly. Now they check on the picture right there to make sure the lighting is perfect and everything. So sometimes I can take two or three photos at, this, for the, at the same thing. Kind of comical, but it's good. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, and uh, I just want to thank you for being a guest here, uh, Julie Miguel. Thank you so much for having I me. I wish you all the best in the future. I know you're going to do extremely well. Check out, uh, uh, for all our listeners out there, check out the Daily Tiramisu blog. It's an excellent blog. The recipes are easy to make, nutritious, and, you know, some sweet, you know, for our sweet tooths out there. And, um, you know, I wish you all the success. I'm going to check, uh, keep looking for you on the TV and uh, Marilyn Dennis show. Thank you so much. And Rogers and all those radio shows you're on. And uh, continue good... Uh, good family life with your your husband and your two kids thank you enjoy the time at home with them you can't replace that absolutely yeah thank you all right my name's steve nicole for the hospitality industry news network if you missed the show you could see it archived on my webpage, 24 7 probably be up starting in a few hours any other shows you've missed it's archived 24 7 as well you could download you could download upload it on Kindle. The shows are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and tuned in. And uh, if you want to reach me, I can be reached on Twitter, Stephen Nicole, LinkedIn, Stephen Nicole, Facebook, you only live one time. And my website's www.stephennicole.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-L-E. The last name and Stephen with a V. Or you could email me at ssnicole at rogers.com with your comments. I'd love to hear how you're enjoying the shows. All right. This is Stephen Nicole. Looking forward to our next guest on October 5th. We're already into October. Can you believe it? All right. So signing off, wish you all a great week. Thanks for listening to the Hospitality Industry News Network. Thank you for tuning in to the Hospitality News Network this week. Please join your host, Stephen Nicole, next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a good week.